With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weather Peak. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, just go to TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. What up with your Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live from the Tyrat.com studios, Tyrat.com. Hope you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com. It's the way tire buying should be. Uh, we'll get to love and hate in a moment. A um, couple big stories from the weekend. One was Eric Bieniemy is the associate head coach and offensive coordinator of the UCLA Bruins. Um, Deshaun Foster, who's a friend, actually former high school teammate of mine. Deshaun was a freshman when I was a senior at Tustin High School. And for... Uh, playoffs, he got called up to varsity to sit on the bench when we were playing. And um, when he was on the JV, he obviously practiced with us. Deshaun's a great dude. I'm so happy for his opportunity at his alma mater. So he hires another former running back and, of course, a former running back's coach and a guy who's coached and been an offense coordinator in college in Eric Bienemy to come back and be his associate head coach. I think it's a great hire, and you're getting people all kinds of different reactions. I feel like we're the only show who tracked this all off season with all the coaching moves. And we found it curious that people omitted the fact that he was not really a candidate for any head coaching jobs after all the claims of racism over the previous couple of years when he couldn't get a head coaching job. I'm not going to use this platform to crush a guy. I'm just like, this is a lot like the Bronny James thing. No one's saying Bronny James stinks. He's just not ready to be an NBA draft pick in any way. No one's saying Eric Bieniemy is a terrible coach. Right? But enough teams have interviewed him and the league has seen his work enough and there's other things that you can connect and say that right now there isn't anybody who's going to hire him as a head coach. Not because of the color of his skin. But because of however he chooses to or chooses not to unify a locker room. Right? Yes, the Chiefs won a Super Bowl with him as offensive coordinator. They also won a Super Bowl without him as offensive coordinator. A couple times over. And, like, again, if he was, if they thought he was a head coach or head coaching material, and it's not like Andy Reid's a spring chicken, he's not going to do it forever, they wouldn't have let him leave to go to Washington. He wouldn't have taken a job that everyone knew was very likely to be a one-year job. 
Everybody. Like all of these things make sense to everybody. But more than anything, the market has spoken. It is a free market. And and here's the thing that people do not want to admit to. Right? This is the same thing with the salary cap. They're like, oh, the salary cap has all these restrictions. Like people forget I'm alive for enough time and I've worked in this business long enough to remember there was a year where we didn't have a salary cap. And if, if you if you ask somebody right now, what do you think would happen if there was no NFL salary cap? Everyone would say, oh, crazy spending, unbelievable contracts. There was no salary cap for a year. Do you know what happened? Players got crushed because the salary cap has a ceiling, but it also has a floor. And when you eliminate the floor, NFL teams are sitting there going like, wait, I can sign a guy for half as much as I used to have to sign him because there's no restrictions. That's what I'm going to do. Right? There's no, this completely free market in the NFL hiring coach. There's actually incentives to hire a minority coach. The Niners have two, um, two different, I believe, compensatory picks because their last two defensive coordinators got hired as head coaches. They incentivize it. So, and, and oh yeah, by the way, it's not like he's out of work. He got paid by the commanders. I believe he got bought out by the commanders because it's a two-year deal. And now he's going to get paid seven figures to be an offense coordinator, probably over $2 million. It is interesting, though, how it's gotten really, really quiet on the NFL is racist because they won't hire Eric Bieniemy as a head coach when the market, college and pro, has both spoken. Let's get to love and hate. What did you love? God, I love you. And what did you hate? Meet these player haters. All right, let's get to the weekend. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. What'd you love from the weekend? What'd you hate from the weekend? Uh, I'm going to start. Love, love. Dum, 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 dum. Dum, dum, dum. Um, I love this time of year. I do. I love college basketball all across the TV and people pretending like they know or pretending like they care, but the truth is they're just kind of figuring it out. I love all parts of the college game. Um, rivalry games. I like the court stormings, the nuttiness to it. The anyone can beat anyone home court advantages, coaches going crazy. Yeah. You guys know I like it. All right, Jay Stu, what do you got? Uh, the Joker. I spent um, a good part the, of the last new, night watching the game. The new movie? Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Um, Nikola Jokic. Uh, amazing, amazing to watch. You know me. I, I'm i more of a, uh, what would you call it? I'm more of a Don Draper type. Yeah. I'm kind of a big idea guy. I love I'm kind Don of Draper. a high level guy. I don't really get into the weeds and watch all the games. And yeah. I, you know, yeah, sure. No matter. But I watched all. I watched the entire game, and I, I, I just you walk away thinking, I'm, I want to root for this guy because not only is he the best player going and MVP front runner, but he just doesn't care. He doesn't care to be that guy. You were talking to Rick Buecher last hour about this. He's not a look at me guy, and he, he plays the game the right way, and all these boring qualities that I just can't embrace enough. I know the younger generation doesn't like this about him, but I love it about him. So watching that game was pure love for me. I, I'm also going to play, I want to play this out, okay? 
the the young versus the old or the the conservative versus the outgoing whatever this is not new in basketball it's not new in anything not new in baseball we have this baseball with the bat flips and all that stuff and the taunting right Cadillacing around the base paths it's in football the same thing right and most everybody kind of matures or regresses to the mean and I'll be honest with you like I, I love like Luca just being a regular dude and drinking beer and having a good time and playing hoop. I'm with you. It's good stuff. Go ahead there, uh, Dan Byer. Well, we touched on it a little in game time. I love that the Bucks are 2-0, and and it's not so much uh, that they are 2-0, and because I'm not reading into it as much as some people may. I do think it's a positive step. But it is funny that all the Doc Rivers haters have not said anything about this. And it truly was. I, I, like there you Doc, go. Doc Rivers had no... He came in. It was a race to the All-Star break to kind of settle things down, and then they would take it from there. And I think that that's what is starting to happen. Now, they have a tough stretch coming up, but it's just funny on how people wanted to take a 10-game window and then blame them for a loss against Memphis when everybody is kind of checked out for the All-Star weekend anyway. But it's somehow Doc Rivers' fault. Well, now they're 2-0 with two road wins. One, again, against the Minnesota team that that you know kind of took them to the woodshed a couple of weeks ago. Sure. Uh, yeah, I just I, I like that. I enjoyed that. They seem to be playing better basketball. doesn't mean that they will win it all. Right. There's still some work to do. But it kind of shut up all the Doc Rivers haters for a little while. It's, it's, lots, it's a lot like my enemy take, right? Like, hey, what happened to you guys when things are good now, right? Like, And by the way, Damian Lillard didn't play every one of those 10 games. Like, they haven't been fully healthy. So, uh, all right, Lorena, something you sent me love from the weekend? Um, okay, I found this really funny. So, this weekend, Disneyland was hosting their Ducks Day. They do it every year. And uh, they actually do it to celebrate the Anaheim Ducks, you know, because they have like a sure. partnership and whatnot. But well, they used to, used to be owned by Disney. Right. They used to be owned by Disney. But uh, I think it's really funny because there was a lot of people who went to Ducks Day thinking that they were celebrating Donald Duck. So they went with like, <laughs> <laughs> with, like the wrong hats on. And it was so funny because some people, when you don't do sports, why would you know? Good Where stuff. does Donald fit in the pantheon of Disney characters. Top five, for sure. Uh, okay, who else is in that list? Yeah, Mickey has to be on there, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Mickey's like Babe Ruth. Yeah, Mickey, Goofy, and Donald have to be on the top three, at least. Okay. Who else gets on the list? What about, does Dumbo make the list? Mm-mm. Does, um, what you, you say, Goofy, who else? Goofy, um, Mickey, Donald? Yeah, Goofy, Mickey, and Donald, because they're the, you know, they're the originals. Yeah. What about you, Byer? Who what do you about, think? What about Minnie Mouse? Where is she in all yeah. this? She showed up way later. I understand, but like. Wow. Wow. That's in your I'm, face, I'm a, I'm a Byer. Did, did, you just, did you just tell Minnie Mouse to get in the kitchen? Is that yeah, what you just did? That's exactly what I did. Man. <laughs> Man. I thought that's what Minnie Muffins came from. I used to love Minnie Muffins. I didn't know that. Um Jay Stu, where would you put where would you put Donald on the on the the Disney character? Probably list? top five, but did we did we leave out Goofy? Have we already talked no. about Goofy? Oh yeah, she had Goofy. Um, mm-hmm. Goofy, uh, my impression of Goofy changed when I think a viral video happened within the last ten years. You guys remember this? No, what? Um, somebody attacked a, a Goofy mascot at the park, or maybe he attacked them, and. I just remember uh, saying I will never think of Goofy in the same way. It was a very violent video, and oh, I wow. just wanted to, you know, I'm never going to see Goofy again. Like uh, the innocence is gone. Does, does does Pluto does Pluto make the list? Oh. Pluto's the dog. Pluto is cute, man. I love Pluto. I don't yes. like Pluto. Can we put him and Figaro on there? I take that. Figaro? Yeah, the so, cat, the little cat. 
Yeah, yeah, we can we can do whatever whatever you'd like, whatever you'd like. Uh, anybody else? Anything else they'd love? I may have lots of things that I love. I'm just wondering if there's anything else anybody loves. No. All right, let's let's get to what we hated over the weekend. All right, I'm gonna start. Um, it'll feel like I'm hating on Jay Williams because he's the one who said it. But like, look, you got to own your words. He said it. This hey, 96 game, 96 teams in the NCAA tournament. Uh, 96 teams. There's nothing you can do to perfect perfection. The NCAA tournament is perfection. We've added these ancillary teams to make it 68, to make everybody happy. The first four is a cool thing. We could change that a little bit. Like, I actually think they should take the 16 seeds away there and make those all true play-in games for at-large teams. Make it all high major versus mid-major. Right? That'd be great. You know? Um, but the idea of expanding the tournament at some point, a club has to have exclusivity. And the other thing is, the reason the tournament works is it one piece of paper, right? The bracket is perfect. Six games. Takes six games to win it. You know, we all have our bracket. You can't do the night. It just becomes a mess. We're good at 64 for the bracket. The other ones are the play-in games. I hate the discussion. It's like every year we do this. Again, every year we have a court storming discussion. Every year we have an expand the, the tournament discussion. No, the court storming shouldn't go away because it's what co- makes college basketball special, just like the 64-team field is what makes college basketball special. What's, what's the what's the popular argument for expanding to 96? There's a lot more teams than there used to be. There's 360-plus teams. Okay. Um, and... Uh, who want want to see which, more NCAA which, games? By the more way, basketball? by the way, again, every single one of those teams has a path to a national championship. Correct. Correct. They're already the tournament actually starts on championship week. Yes, where you just keep winning, you keep playing. Nobody stops that from happening. Right. The the Ivy's got you know only four make their tournament, but that's their league. So I I I just yeah, I don't see it, man. I don't I, see it. I, I I don't either. It's more is not more, less is more. Chase do. All right. So um. This is what I can't stand, and I found out this morning. I don't know when it when the news broke, but Peter King is retired, um, and this to me is more of a, a sentimental thing. Um, I've met Peter on several occasions. I saw him several times at the Super Bowl, and like every time I saw him, he was walking. He was alone. He had his backpack. I'm sure he was going to work somewhere. This is like to me, it's not just Peter King retiring. It's almost like the end of an age. You know, a guy that crossed over from the, the the newspaper to the magazine to the digital world seamlessly, but he never became that look at me media star wannabe, right? I think Peter King could have been an Adam Schefter if he really wanted to because he, he has the access, but he just grinded it out every single week. And up until his last Monday column, I think it was uh, right after the Super Bowl, I, I didn't read them all, and I'm not going to brag and said I read all of the all of his entire columns because I got a bit lengthy, but I always I always looked at it because you didn't it was kind of like a FOMO thing like what did Peter write about this week It's going to be it's just going to be something that I will tangibly miss every single week of the football season and he's a legend and uh, I wish him well but I'm, I hate the fact that he's walking away. It's uh, a good one. Uh, what do you got there, uh, uh, Dan Byer? I hated people hating the new Clippers logo that was unveiled today. I think the colors are sharp. I think that the logo works well, considering they had some of the worst branding 
of any professional sports. That LAC Tron game logo, uh, mixing their black into their uniforms. It's just been a mess as of late. And they finally have a new direction. They unveiled it earlier today, and still people figure out things to complain about. Oh, the ship looks like a cruise ship. Oh, I don't look like it's a very sleek and clean look for a team that has been dying for something to grasp onto logo wise uh, for years and maybe even decades. And these are the uniforms that will go into the new building, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. I do wish they had the baby blue. The old Clipper baby blue. Which will probably come out at some point as an alternative uniform. What about you there, Lorena? Anything you hated over the weekend? I'm shocked they didn't put scissors on the jersey. You know, they're clippers, like sheer clippers for that's your hair. Point, yeah. I, yeah. I think that just makes more sense. That's I don't know where they got a boat clippers. from. That's coupon not actually clippers, San Diego clippers, like a, it's a boating sort of term. Yeah, it's oh, a boat. See, yes. I don't know. Maybe I need some boating shoes. Yes. Oh, I'll get better at this. Uh, speaking of things that I just don't get sometimes, um, I just found this out, Doug. Um, I thought... Eric B. Enemy. I thought his name was Eric the Enemy. I thought it was a nickname. <laughs> I did not realize. I didn't realize his last name is B. Enemy. Okay, so so that, there. That's amazing. Well, no, it's not really because. And I for, forgive me for asking this, Lorena. Uh-huh. Um, did, did you ever see uh, uh, Boomer? What's uh, why do I forget what Boomer is? Chris actually? Berman. Chris, do you know who Chris Berman is? Mm-mm. Okay, so Chris Berman used to be like the guy on SportsCenter. Like we all grew up watching him, and then on Sunday nights they would do prime time, and he would he would do the highlights, and he would make up nicknames for everybody. Uh huh. And Eric Bieniemy's nickname was Eric Sleeping with Bieniemy. See, right? it's not even what I thought it would have been. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's you hate that yeah, you. I did... thought I I've been hearing his name for weeks, and yeah. I always thought it was Eric the Enemy. Oh, okay. I mean, how many um, how many hip hop artists <laughs> are blank the blank? Like Jacob the Jeweler? Like that's what you were thinking? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> that's not Jacob and Ronnie. Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion. Yeah, that's a good one. The Stallion. Megan the Stallion. That was awesome. I love that was that. just the lift we needed. And that's love and hate. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. So, uh, Russell Wilson was on the I Am Athlete podcast. Okay, that's with Brandon Marshall. Right? And this was what Russell Wilson had to say about his football future. 35, so you feel the best you've ever felt. Do you still have that obsession? I got more fire than ever, honestly, especially over the past two years of what I've gone through. Whether it's in Denver or somewhere else, I, I hope it's in Denver. You know, I hope I get to finish there. I, I committed there. I wanted to be there. You know, I want to be there. For me, it's about winning. Over the next five years, I want to win too. I want to feel the chill of that trophy again. You know, I, I love the city and everything else. But, you know, you also want to be a place that, that wants you too. Um, I just, he's, it just, Russell Wilson just can't strip off the varnish and be a dude, Right. Yeah, I, I really want to be in Denver. Like, you're not going to be in Denver. No one thinks you're going to be in Denver. You just, you're, there's just, I mean, look, I can write down the 20 teams that we know you're not going to be a part of. And I'm going to win between two championships. Like, dude, just be a, what if, what if you just go like, ah, man, I thought when I was going to Denver, it was going to be awesome. And with Hackett, we struggled to connect. And this year, like I thought Sean Payton was giving me a breath of fresh air. I tried to do everything he wanted. And it just wasn't a good fit. And I just want to find a good fit and try and get a chance to compete and maybe get to a Super Bowl. But he's like, you know, talking about Denver, like I love that city. And like, what are you talking about? You've been there for two seasons. It's gone terribly. Terribly. And, you know, discussing the fact that you'd like to go to two more Super Bowls when, like, you haven't even been close. Didn't sniff the playoffs the last two years. Haven't been a really good quarterback in, like, four. I don't know. Adam Kaplan joins us. He's our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. Cap, Cap what's, the, yep. what's the real market like for Russell Wilson? Not very good. The, the problem is this contract. So, Doug, first of all, he'll be off the roster by March 17th. His base salary of $37 million for 2025 becomes fully guaranteed. It's called an advanced guarantee. They, this is why they try to restructure his contract midseason, and uh, Wilson and his agent Mark Rogers were not having any of it. So, look, they're going to do everything they can to find a suitor. This is what, you know, I, I leave for my 23rd combine tomorrow. This is where the trade talk starts. Uh, the Panthers uh, and Bears, they were, as one source involved in the talk list, told me about 75% of the trade was developed by, uh, from being in, in person at the Combine. And George Payton, the GM, for the, the Broncos, will do everything he can to find a team that will take him. Obviously, they're going to have to eat a lot of money. They'll take whatever they can get. And by the way, you know he's got a lot of money guaranteed this season. Um, $39 million is fully guaranteed already. There's nothing they can do. They're going to have to eat a lot of money here. Uh, the, the Walton family knows uh, 
kind of what they sign up for here. Uh, it's not a secret to them. They were explained it. They know privately what, what, what they're dealing with here. I would go back to the first half, Doug. You made a good point about Wilson. The, the last competent, highly competent football he played, the first half of the 2020 season, on pace for 56 passing touchdowns. He had 28 at the midway point. He was on absolute fire. Brighton Scheinheimer was the, the play caller. Pete Carroll didn't like it. He wanted them to run the football. But they came out super aggressive. Second half of the season, Carroll and Schottenheimer clashed. The offense changed, and um, Schottenheimer was gone after that season, and Russell's never been the same. Nope. Never, never been the same. Uh, if you had to guess, where does he play next year? Uh, Atlanta. I, there's, there'll be a team that's going to take him. I, I look, you, you, there's just so many quarterbacks to go around. Uh, he's, a, he's a regressing quarterback. He turns 34, by the way, excuse me, 36 in late November. You're just looking to get one year out of them. Just one serviceable year. Uh, Lano um, will be a team that's going to run the ball a lot uh, with, with uh, the, their group of backs, Robinson and Algier. I think Atlanta's going to be a possibility to keep an eye on them. There aren't going to be a lot of teams in it, though. Uh, they're, they're, not, they're not. Whereas with Fields, with Justin Fields, there could be four to six teams involved there. Again, there's just so many quarterbacks to go around now. They're, they're debating... Issues here with with um, with Justin Fields in terms of accuracy. I think that's real, but uh, he's a lot younger, obviously, and he's got a lot of talent. Uh, let's talk talking about Justin Fields. What's the market yeah. look like for Justin Fields? The trade market. Yeah, look, Atlanta. I put them in there. Pittsburgh. See, the problem with Pittsburgh is the kind of system that they're running. Arthur Smith. I know the good thing is it's going to be it's going to start with a run with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Uh, that is from ownership, by the way. Mike Tomlin wants that as well. I remember talking to Matt Canna, their former offense coordinator, telling me that. That came from the top. That's not going to change. Uh, The the kind of system Arthur Smith runs is a timing-based system. That is my issue with Atlanta as well. Zach Robinson is going to run his version of Sean McVay's West Coast offense. That is a timing offense. It's not going to be for everybody. Yes, these teams need quarterback. They need a starting quarterback. I I see Pittsburgh being less less of a chance here. I think Atlanta, the problem there is making it make sense from a timing and accuracy standpoint. It's not going to be easy. Uh, the Raiders, by the way, Luke Getze runs a West Coast offense. He just coached him, by the way, uh, in Chicago for two seasons. He knows what the challenges are. It, they're just, again, though, Doug, there are only so many quarterbacks to go around. Now, we're at the Combine this week. There are going to be six quarterbacks going off the board in the top 40. That's going to happen. So if you don't get who you want in free agency, you look towards the draft. That's why the free agency's up first. And then you, 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 you develop, by the way, you, you sure. draft to develop your roster. The immediate needs are always in free agency. Uh, okay, let's, let, let's work through some other quarterback stuff. Um, is there any chance the Bears draft anybody other than Caleb Williams? This is what I've said. This is what I've written. Uh, I mean, this made some headlines. I don't know why it would, because it's obvious. What I wrote for Pro Football Network, I do, a, I do a mock for them in addition to my Monday column. And in my first column, I said it's very simple. Caleb Williams would be the first pick if everything checks out. He, if they're happy with him on and off the field, if after they go and meet with him, they'll meet with him, certainly at the combine. Whether it works out or not doesn't matter. It's about if they're comfortable. As long as they're comfortable, he's the pick. I mean, it's, it's that simple. Now, he's not going to be for everybody. Two years ago, much better. This past season, up and down, and it's it's as simple as that. Uh, you, you have to feel comfortable with them. 
Uh, no, he certainly wouldn't get past two if the Bears shocked me and they didn't take him. It certainly would be very surprising if they didn't take Caleb Williams. That would, that would mean to me, Doug, let, let's extrapolate this a little bit. That would mean that Ryan Poles, the general manager, who will, ha- who will make the call, will found something he's not comfortable with. And by the way, Shane Waldron, who rescued Geno Smith, by the way, he's the guy who got Geno Smith to be a highly competent quarterback after 10 years out of the blue. Shane Waldron was brought in there specifically, I'm told, to develop a quarterback. And it's going to be, it, it, look, now, Jaden Daniels is going to go in the top three. He had a phenomenal year at LSU. We don't talk about him enough. We'll be talking about more on FSR leading up to the draft. That's the guy, if you look at the top group here, might wind up being the best quarterback of all of them. Might be. It's it's going to be fascinating to 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 see uh, what what becomes. Um, okay, let's let's. There's some other interesting. Let's talk the Eagles. Sure. Right? More AJ Brown just discussion. <laughs> Is he on the Eagles roster next season? Yeah. Oh, this season, coming season for 24. Absolutely. That that's not in question. No. But I would tell you, Doug. Eagle fans didn't like to hear this when I put it out there that the Titans moved on from A.J. Brown because they were concerned about his knees. They were, they were concerned about how many years he could play. He turns just 27, by the way, this year. It's hard to believe. He's a baseball player early in his career, but a pretty good baseball player. Uh, but his cap number, his salary cap number for 2025 goes to $26.6 million. His salary at $15.25 million. No guaranteed money. This could very well be the last year, his last year as an Eagle. I, I think it's very real. Uh, he's a great football player, by the way. What, what happens here is A.J. Brown went on local radio here, WIP, one of the top sports stations in the country, sure. and he doesn't understand why the media is so tough here, why he thinks he kind of intimated. I thought it was a very engaging interview. He actually contacted them through Twitter, said he wanted to talk to him. He thinks like the media should be rooting for, for players, which that's not our job. Our job is to enlighten the public and make, help make them smarter. I cover 30 teams, not one. The bottom line is, when I get information, whether it's positive or negative, I put it out. I'm not worried about what people think. If it's a negative, oh, well. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, we're, tr- we're here to make, help make people smarter. That's what A.J. Brown doesn't understand. That, that was the one part of that interview which I strongly disagreed with. And I don't know A.J. Brown. I know coaches have worked with him who love him. Guy's a heart and soul of a football team guy. He's a great teams guy. There's no issue with him. It's just I don't think he quite understands. You know the Philly market a little bit. I don't think he quite understands the way it is in Philly. They're not reporters are not supposed to root for the teams that they cover. Yeah, uh, Kirk Cousins, where does he play next year? The, the minute, as I understand it, Minnesota wants him back, but they're not doing a fully guaranteed contract. It, it coming off a torn Achilles, and he does turn, folks. He does turn thirty six in August, so they they want him back. That's going to be interesting discussion. See, here is the thing, Doug. Any team interested, and there'll, there'll be a handful of teams interested. You have to be careful because at 36 years old, and yes, he was phenomenal before he tore his Achilles. Probably, he was headed for the best year of his career. You just don't know if, he, if he's going to be the same. I understand he's not a running back. He doesn't run at all. He's, he's, he just kind of stands there, which you love. But you can't think that he's going to be the same quarterback. And by the way, the Vikings do not have their future quarterback on the roster. Um, Jaron Hall is definitely not their starter of the future. He was a fifth rounder. He has no chance to be their starter. Man, it is unbelievable. When you look at how many teams need a quarterback, Doug, there are about 14 or 15 teams who do not know who their starting quarterback is going to be this season. I know. It's going to be it's going to be really really interesting. Although I think, you know, Baker resigns. Yes. Um, you know, Cousins probably resigns. I don't know. I I feel like not a know, lock, but yeah. Not 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 a lock, but because there hasn't been a ton of success from guys switching switching teams. 
um, I think you you know you, your best chance of success is to keep a guy. But again, it comes down to to, to the dollars. Um, is Dak really going to reset the quarterback market? My number I wrote this for Pro Football Network this morning is fifty seven to sixty million a year. Why he's got leverage? He saw he has the highest salary cap in the National Football League at just over fifty nine million. The Cowboys are crippled by it. They knew this when they were structured the last two years. They were going to have to get this done. His his agent Todd France here is one of the better agents in the National Football League. Who has play, He's got a ton of players. He has leverage here, so he can do whatever he wants. We'll see. I can't imagine Dak's going to do a team-friendly deal here. Now, the, the last time, if you remember, Jerry Jones waited too long and did a, a market deal of $40 million a year. Yeah, it, it should be between 50, 57 and $60 million. That was the number that was given to me by a contract negotiator. I'm going to stick with that. And he goes, look, the, the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL history is Joe Burrow, $55 million. Dak is still under contract, but he has leverage here. They cannot go forward without restructuring and lowering his cap number. They can't go forward. They, they can't get anything done this offseason until they redo Dak's deal. And Dak, by the way, played very well. I know the playoff game was bad, but by the way, so so were a lot of players here. And he's not old. By the way, he just turns just 31 in I, July. Let's, I know, but it's like, dude, you're really going to pay here. him $60 million a year? He's not, when he, uh, look, but again, he, 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 I, I got it. The contract's he's got, got leverage, him over. man. He's got he, leverage. He does and he doesn't. He sure as heck does. If he was my client, I'm not signing for less than $57 million. No chance. Uh, okay, so he has one year left in the deal? Yeah, that's it. Okay, and they, you, so but let, him, let him play out. Let him play out the deal. And I then, would, but they, you don't. You don't understand. They can't do anything with any other players until they severely lower his cap number. They have to do that. Fifty nine point four five million. They 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 have to drop that by a minimum of twenty million. They're crippled. They're over the cap. They're they're not. Listen, the the cap went over thirty point six million per team. Sure, they still have problems because of this. The, these two, the two restructures, both sides knew. When it came to 2024, this is the last year of his deal. Mm-hmm. He cannot play at, with a salary cap number of 59.455 million. Zero chance that happens. And they have to, and by the way, they, they can't, it, it, it's totally up to, it's, it's up to him to accept what they're going to offer him. I cannot wait to see what this thing looks like. Adam Kaplan, he's our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. Cap, you're the best, man. You got it, man. Thanks so much for joining us. You got it. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins. Hey, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, as soon as this show's over, you can tune into the podcast, download it wherever you download podcasts, type in Doug Gottlieb. I think you'll enjoy it. Really long, uh, we're going to go pretty long today on the uh, post-show pod, okay? So we have an hour-long pod, drop at the top of the hour. Lots of court storming stuff, some Eric Bieniemy stuff. What else are we going to do? I saw the rundown. Um. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, it's a lot of stuff. Things that annoy you and annoy me. I'll tell you who's not annoying. Dan Beyer. Let's get to him with the press. The press. I don't even know if I'd agree with that. I'm not even sure. Guys, I've got some late breaking news courtesy of TMZ. We're now hearing the other side of the story in the fights that involved Cam Newton yesterday. Oh, good. Okay. Good. All right. Good. <laughs> I know someone is is chomping at the bit to hear what went down. So the coaches for top shelf performance, TJ and Steph Brown, say that Cam Newton is to blame as they spoke with Fox News Digital saying that Cam was talking trash throughout the entire weekend and demanded that they place a wager on the game saying that uh, Cam, who used to work with the players before, was saying, I taught you everything you need. You guys uh, know. I know that play. I know this play. I know that play. And then they countered with, all you care about is money. And then Cam just continued to taunt. And that's how the fight ended up breaking out, saying that Cam actually grabbed Steph first, which then led him to throw a punch. And that's how the melee, that's their side of the story. I That's just how like, the melee began. Who gets in a fight and is an adult anymore? Right? And at a youth football seven-on-seven seven thing, like, what are we doing? Also, how did the hat stay on? I'm still kind of impressed. Because I think the hair goes through it. Uh, is that like is? The, yes. That's good. I like that. Um, did it take seven guys to fight Cam Newton? Was that was that a fair fight? Seven dudes? And he was... He was uh, ragdolling him, too. I, th- I think it was only three, but it was three on one in this scenario. Jason Stewart, is this information, uh, is it sufficient? Because you wanted to hear the other side of the story. More, yeah. because, right? because yesterday, everybody was, was quick to rush to Cam's defense, saying that he was attacked. And what are those guys thinking? And they were making fun of him. I just wanted some information to where it was Cam's fault so all those people could shut the hell up. Now, I will say this. TSP, That's a that was a big acronym yesterday. I spent a lot of time Googling TSP. Do, have we found that out? Is it top shelf? Performance. Performance. Top shelf performance. Because the whole day it was yesterday, it was like, yeah, a gang from TSP or the, or the TSP crew. I'm like, who is that? Am I supposed to know what that is? That's like an athletic is performance thing? Yeah, is what, that what that is? Yeah. I, I love when you you uh, work together. You work in and something that people talk about with liquor, with youth sports. I think that's great. That's genius too. That's always those are the people that I want my son associated with. 
statement. Uh, Dan By, what do you got? They also said that they uh, hope to bury the hatchet with Cam and move on as they consider him a brother. That was yeah, the message. Don't think a hatchet's going to be buried. I don't think so either. Yeah. In someone's back. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. The threat of violence? Well, uh, bury the hatchet. It's back. Uh, Jason got pretty emotional on the Peter King retirement. Zach Eady is not going to be playing college basketball next year. CBS Sports saying that Matt Painter is, is told uh, John Rothstein that Zach Eady will not use his COVID year and will turn professional. I mean, it's going to be fascinating to see what his value is in the NBA draft. A dominant player in college, but just a different sport. So, I, I don't know how you use him. Uh, he is a big body. He can and and size and traditional centers are back in. But you got to be able to be effective defensively and offensively. It's more than just about scoring from two feet in. UMass is on the move. They will be joining the Mid-American Conference coming up in a couple of years, the 2025-2026 season. Uh, what? No more A-10? They were independent no, in it's football? For fo- it's for football. Yeah. They're oh, doing yeah. it for football, so they have a league in football. Yeah. Yes. Um, doesn't make a ton, of, a whole ton of sense, but kind of wish they were in the Big East. You know, then UMass and UConn could have a rivalry there a little bit. Yeah. Cool. I wouldn't mind seeing that one. I like Amherst. Very cool college town. I've never been. Very cool. Very pretty in the fall. Very cold in the winter. Houston is the number one ranked team in the country in the AP Top 25 poll. Purdue is second. Former number one UConn is third. Amazing turnaround what Kelvin Sampson's been able to, to, to author. You know, that was... You go back before he got there. You go back 10 years ago, and it used to be called Hofheinz Pavilion. That's where Keem and Clyde Drexler played or whatever. It was a dump. It was a morgue. There was nobody who went. And now they redid it. It's awesome. The Fertitta Center is what it's called now. It's a great small place to watch. They put a lot of people in it, and they're, they're a dynamic basketball team. Some baseball notes. The Twins acquired outfielder Manuel Margot from the Dodgers. Dodgers then signed Kike Hernandez to a one-year deal. And the Athletics says the St. Louis Cardinals are signing shortstop Brandon Crawford to a contract. As he leaves San Francisco. You like the, uh, the Dodgers deal, Jason Stewart? Uh, that guy wasn't a fit from the very beginning, and I love Kike. But let me ask you guys this. Why is it taking so long for these teams to sign free agents? Cody Bellinger was like the free agent of the offseason after Shohei, and he was signed yesterday? Yes. Why? Do we have a, a quick answer to that? Owner's collusion, right? Uh, Blame it on owner's collusion. Taxes? Taxes. We'll go with taxes. How about the uniforms? Uh, finally, and for those that missed it, did you see what happened to Tim Mazur, relief pitcher for the Blue Jays this past weekend? Finished last in this fantasy yes. football league. And the punishment was with the Blue Jays players, whoever finished last had to serve as a bat boy in spring training the next season. He uh, served it this past weekend. Jersey number was his record from the past year, 4-10. and ten. So it's pretty awesome to see. That was funny. That's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. That's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, check out the podcast. Download it wherever you download podcasts. You get the whole show, plus you get the special podcast-only hour. Uh, of course, court storming should stay in college basketball, right? It's a great celebration of an achievement for a school with the players. Just protect the players. It's not that hard. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. 
From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 